0: There's a very high chance that you've got a furry little friend with four legs or two legs if it's a bird, or maybe no legs if it's a fish, but Australia has one of the highest incidences of pet ownership in the world. Now, the question is, should you insure your pet? We're going to chat about it. My name's Glenn James, and you're listening to my Millennial Daily. All right, so this is how I'm going to break this one down. I'm going to discuss three options when it comes to pet insurance. Then I'll give you some key things that you must consider if you go down the insurance road. But I just want to step back. And I don't know about you, but I spend so much bloody money on insurance. I've got insurance for my car, my contents, my home, myself, everything, right? Like travel insurance, but we need to use insurance to transfer risks that we don't want to take on ourselves. Now, when we talk about financial planning and, you know, personal finance, we often hear about the emergency fund and we've done an episode on that very recently. You can have a listen to that. But it gets to the point when you get established in your financial life that you will take on some risk yourself and not need to pay an insurance premium to an insurance company, which then transfers that risk from you to the insurance company to carry that risk if something goes wrong. So, for example, I don't have insurance for my TV, my monitors, any of that stuff. And to be honest, a lot of these tack on insurances at the counter and used car insurances and all that, it's actually rubbish. We can talk about that another day. But I've taken the view with my consumables, That I will carry the risk myself that if my TV breaks and it's two years old, unfortunately, the world that we live in now, it's landfill, basically, and you buy a new TV. I've got an emergency fund. I want you to have some type of emergency fund at some stage so you can make the decision whether you take on risk yourself and be comfortable with that risk. I'm not comfortable to take on the risk of me crashing a car that might be worth $20,000. So, then I pay the insurance company $1,000 a year or however much it costs to transfer that risk from me. When we talk about pet insurance, the first option is to get the insurance. If you've got a pet that is young, you know most companies won't let you insure the pet until they're eight weeks old and up to around nine years, maybe up to um, 15 or 16. And you've got the pet. And I did some quotes online. You know, I did Cavoodle Dog, I think the most popular dog breed in Australia. And that was about $25 a fortnight. So 50 bucks a month, give or take. You're starting to build your financial life up. You're paying off consumer debt. You're trying to build your emergency fund. You might just factor in that $25 a fortnight into your budget and get on with your life. So, if Poochie has a, an issue or an accident, it doesn't set you back a year or two in your savings, okay? That's the first option. You're getting established, have some insurance, then get on with your life. Once you build your emergency fund, you might take the view, which leads to option two, to say, I have my emergency fund. I'm happy to self-insure. I will factor in uh, notional vet bills throughout the year and dog or cat treatment or bird clipping fees, or I don't know what you do with your pets, you people, but you factor in the ongoing maintenance and the costs of your pet. And just like your teeth, if you have an accident and you bite down on something and it costs you a thousand dollars, you just transfer the money, pay for it, done. Same thing. If dog breaks a leg or something like that, an accident, the vet bill's two grand, you pay for it and you move on with your life, done. Self-insured, Right. The third option, which I'm a little bit agnostic with the pet insurance thing, you've got your emergency fund set up. you're out of consumer debt, you're well established and you just want it for no other reason that it's some emotional safety net that you can't explain that you want for your dog just because I think it is kind of cheap enough if you've got a decent income or a, a couple of good incomes in the family and you factor that cost into the budget, you might decide, hey, we're getting pet insurance and we're getting on with our life. So I'm a little bit agnostic with the whole pet insurance thing. So first option, you're using insurance while you're getting set up financially. When you're financially stable, you go stuff it, I'll self-insure. Second option, I've got a fully funded three months worth of expenses emergency fund, and then I'll effectively quote unquote self-insure. So if it comes out of the blue, I'll just pay for it. Or option three, I'm set up financially, it's cheap enough, I'll just pay for it and get on with my life. We'll come back and I'll talk to you about five things that you must consider before you purchase pet insurance. Alright, five things that you need to know about pet insurance. Number one, it will not cover all the bills. It might only cover up to 80 to 85%. Number two, I don't think it's worth paying for to do accident only, medical and accident full coverage. Number three, you've got to make sure you're aware of the waiting periods. Read the product disclosure statement. It's really easy. It's not that long. Become an expert in the product disclosure statement. Number four, you've got to really know that dental will not be covered. So if you're getting it because that breed has, you know, dental issues or whatnot, nope, can't get that. You've got to be aware that most policies, and I haven't seen any that will cover dental. The fifth thing I want you to do before you buy any pet insurance: speak with your vet. If you don't have a vet, get one. Say, I want to get this type of animal. What pet insurance companies have you guys at the clinic here worked with and that you have the least amount of trouble with them paying claims? Because every time you buy insurance, you're buying a claim. And we need to make sure that you've spoken with your vet and that the vet can let you know anecdotally what companies that their clients have used that pay claims. Other than that, woof, woof, meow, meow. I'm Glenn James. I'll see you soon. Bye. My Millennial Daily is produced by My Millennial Money, also available on Spotify.